good morning. Today is Tuesday, the 28th of May, 2019. I'm going to apologize. I did not get to rogation. I think that's the way we say it. You all know I have trouble pronouncing things. Day readings um, yesterday. I had a wonderful day, but I chose to spend some time talking to my aunt on the phone, who I don't get to talk to very often. Um, for a nice long bit instead of doing this. So that was a choice I made. What I will try to do is kind of do a makeup session today with those readings. They are, um, just in case you would like to go read it yourself, listed on page 931 of the Book of Common Prayer. for all three rogation days. Um, so what I'll try to do is I'll do makeup for today and I'll do tomorrow. Um, but I'm glad I, I got to read the scheduled uh, regular daily office readings for yesterday. They were helpful to me. I hope they were helpful to you. I'm going to do the same thing again today. And one of the things I was thinking about was that special observances are supposed to be special observances. So in my mind, it helps to make them in addition to instead of in place of our normal daily observances. So the daily office is part of my rule of life, right? It's something that I do or try to do. I'm not perfect. God doesn't expect perfection from me every day. And special feast days, I would like to commemorate in addition to. So I'm going to try to wait, make that work. My tentative plan is to do the readings from yesterday at lunchtime today while I'm on my lunch break and then do the readings for today, so rogation day two, this evening. So we'll see how that goes. I have, as usual, a pretty packed day, but it's pretty cool. I'm going to go see a local graphic designer. Um, my son and I are going to go to him. We've got some cool ideas to design a brand new family crest. Um, our last name has all kinds of history, but it's not the history that normally goes along with our last name. And we are make, doing a new thing, making a new family tradition. So I want to have a graphic that goes with it and then like put it on everything, of course, stationery and tattoos and everything. <laughs> so I've got a big day, but I'm going to try to get to the irrigation stuff. And that is all leading up, of course, to Ascension Day on Thursday and the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary on Friday. So this is a, a really cool week. It also um, kind of brings us along. It is the second to last week of Easter. So we are moving through this liturgical season as we come up to Pentecost, which is a really special day for me. It's the day I was confirmed. And it's also a day that I remember because I'm a words person and a communication person. So it's special. Well, we'll get there. I don't want to get too far ahead of us. I want to get to today's readings and today's service. But I think that sometimes we get through Easter and it's such a beautiful tumult. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, and then we relax into the Easter season and I want to keep um, the liturgical cycle mindful or in our front mind, so to speak. So anyways, with all of that being said, our readings for today 
are going to be Psalm 78, verses 1 through 39, Deuteronomy 8, 11 through 20, James 1, 16 through 27, Psalm 78, 40 through 72, Luke 11, 1 through 13. And we will begin now. And thanks also, I know that yesterday I got my pauses and records kind of messed up, so morning prayer was probably a little janky. There's probably some stuff that like I pressed record when I thought I was pressing pause and vice versa. So thanks for just bearing with me. It was, um, it was actually a cool thing. I was sitting up in the balcony while we were preparing for the Memorial Day service. So I was kind of just praying over that whole thing and it, it turned out really beautiful and really meaningful. I usually shy away from those kinds of services um, because to be frank, I don't feel like folks generally get it right. I felt like this one was really on point. I'm going to try to get a hold of the recording of that service. It won't have the piece that was outside at the memorial, but it will have the rest of it. And post that for y'all too. So without further ado, let's begin. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. I feel like using the Jubilate today, so I'm going to do that in the Book of Common Prayer for our um, introductory psalm. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Come, let us worship. Alleluia.
Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before God's presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his faithfulness endures from age to age. Actually, you know what? Having done that, speaking of liturgical seasons, um, I'm going to use Christ or our Passover, which is um, also known as Pascha Nostrum. From 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8, Romans 6, 9 through 11, and 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 22. I am sorry that I had not been thinking of this, folks. This is, um, or these are, conglomerated selections that can be uh, used in place of an inventory psalm. It can be sung or said and used either in Easter week or daily in the Easter season until the day of Pentecost. So it seems appropriate that we use it here today. And I apologize that I had not had it like in the top of my mind to use it as we were going through this season, probably mostly because um, I've been going back and forth between the Book of Common Prayer and Enriching Our Worship Volume 1, and, and maybe I haven't been juggling that as well as I thought. But anyways, so let's do this. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Alleluia. Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death that he died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. So also consider yourselves dead to sin, and alive to God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Alleluia. Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Alleluia. Thanks for bearing with me, folks. All right, Psalm 78, verses 1 through 39. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a decree in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children, that the next generation might know them the children yet unborn, and rise up and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and they should not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. 
The Ephraimites, armed with the bow, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused to walk according to his law. They forgot what he had done and the miracles that he had shown them. In the sight of their ancestors, he worked marvels in the land of Egypt, in the fields of Zoan. He divided the sea and let them pass through it, and made the waters stand like a heap. In the daytime, he led them with a cloud, and all night long with a fiery light. He split rocks open in the wilderness, and gave them drink abundantly as from the deep. He made streams come out of the rock, and caused waters to flow down like rivers. Yet they sinned still more against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? Even though he struck the rock so that water gushed out and torrents overflowed, can he also give bread or provide meat for his people? Therefore, when the Lord heard, he was full of rage. A fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger mounted against Israel because they had no faith in God and did not trust his saving power. Yet he commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down on them manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. Mortals ate of the bread of angels. He sent them food in abundance. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he let out the south wind. He rained flesh upon them like dust, winged birds like the sand of the seas. He let them fall within their camp, all around their dwellings. And they ate and were well filled, for he gave them what they craved. But before they had satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them. And he killed the strongest of them and laid low the flower of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned. They did not believe in his wonders. So he made their days vanish like a breath and their years in terror. When he killed them, they sought for him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward him. They were not true to his covenant. Yet he, being compassionate, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Often he restrained his anger and did not stir up all his wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and does not come again. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verses 11 through 20. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and to test you and in the end to do you good. Do not say to yourself, 
My power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he is doing today. If you do forget the Lord your God and follow other gods to serve and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that God, that the Lord is destroying before you, so shall you perish, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 13, A Song of Praise, Adapted. Original found on page 90 of the Book of Common Prayer. Glory to you, God. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths. In the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, undivided Trinity. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from James chapter 1, verses 16 through 27. Do not be deceived, my beloved. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourself of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle N, A Song of God's Love, found on page 37 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was revealed among us, that God sent God's only Son into the world so that we might live through Jesus Christ. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us 
and sent God's Son so that sins might be forgiven. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we ought also to love one another. For if we love one another, God abides in us, and God's love will be perfected in us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us declare our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. We will use the version on page 41 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. We are going to use again the prayers from Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2, for healing. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers.
Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Hear and have mercy. Holy God, source of health and salvation, hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, hear and have mercy. Holy, immortal one, protector of the faithful, hear and have mercy. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, hear and have mercy. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life, hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith, hear and have mercy. Jesus, child of Mary, you embraced the world with your love, Jesus, divine, oh, hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you fed us the milk of your compassion. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear and have mercy. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage to all who await surgery, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins, hear and have mercy. Jesus, Redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ, who suffered and died for us, conquered death and now reigns with you in glory, hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. Compassionate God, support and strengthen all those who reach out in love, concern, and prayer for the sick and distressed. In their acts of compassion, may they know that they are your instruments. In their concerns and fears, may they know your peace. In their prayer, may they know your steadfast love. May they not grow weary or faint-hearted. For your mercy's sake, amen. I've got some additional prayer requests, um, particularly... for humility, for addiction, and for protection. So I'm gonna find some prayers for those and then um, we will pray them together. All right, I can't find the pre-written prayer in the Book of Common Prayer for humility, so let's say this together. God, I pray that we have the humility of Christ, the humility that comes from knowing that God has all and is all, and that we may be instruments of God in this world. And let it not be about us or our glory, but about God's glory and the glory of the greater work of healing and integration of God's community. Amen. Additional prayers for the sick. God, giver of life and health, comfort and relieve your sick servants and give, their, and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs that all your children for whom our prayers are offered may be strengthened in their weakness and have confidence in thy loving care. Through Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I could kind of go on forever with prayers for all of the different afflictions that we face, but I need to, I do need to wrap up and get to work. So for young persons, God, you see your children growing up in an unsteady and confusing world. Show them that your ways give more life than the ways of the world and that following you is better than chasing after selfish goals. Help them to take failure, not as a measure of their worth, but as a chance for a new start. Give them strength to hold their faith in you and to keep alive their joy in your creation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O blessed Lord, you ministered to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. <coughs> Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding 
and persevering love. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of thy spirit lift us, we pray thee, to thy presence, where we may be still and know that thou art God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Assist us mercifully, O God, in these our supplications and prayers, and dispose the way of thy servants towards the attainment of everlasting salvation, that among all the changes and chances of this mortal life, they may ever be defended by thy gracious and ready help. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I have a few words to say on our readings today. So let's start with the Psalms. I'm going to go through it rather quickly. So the first thing that occurred to me was that when we talk about God's emotions, like the Lord being full of rage at the Hebrews not recognizing what he's done for them, we're personifying. And normally when we personify things, this is just my opinion about this whole thing, of course, but normally when we personify things, we make them more than we are. Like we attribute human characteristics to like a rock or whatever. But in this case, we're making God less than he is. We're attributing human characteristics to God so that we can understand him. We can conceive with our limited understanding of God. And while that serves its purpose, because it helps us to understand, or at least think we understand, it sells God short too. Um, and then the next thing was that um, the Israelites in this case are the example not to follow. This is what not cooperating with God looks like. So if the Israelites had entered into cooperation with God, recognizing what God was doing and willingly adding their own efforts to it, it could have been a pretty amazing thing. So in a sense, this is kind of a cautionary tale. And then at, at the end of our it's not the end of the psalm, but the end of our portion that we read today, yet God is compassionate. It's not like he's like, you blew it, there's no more. He continues to give more chances, and He God remembers our humanity. God is more than we are, and God's compassion is more than we can fathom. In our Old Testament reading from Deuteronomy, the writer speaks again to the 40 years in the wilderness, and um, as he has been previously. And there's a reminder here for us too, I think. Just as the Israelites, once they were out of crisis, kind of forgot God and all God had done for them, I think we do the same thing. We come to God when we're in our foxholes and the enemy's firing at us, so to speak, but then when we're safe and comfy, we forget. 
And so I think there's a lesson here for us too, that we remember God who rescued us and we collaborate with God in times of peace and thriving, knowing that wartime will come again. I mean, I guess the the correlation breaks down because in our current world, there really hasn't been peace in a very long time. But when we're at a place of spiritual peace, that's an awesome time to enter into cooperation with God. So not all our prayers should be help, right? If we pray forward in a time where we are not embattled, but at rest and grace, that has a very significant power as well. There's a reminder here too, that all good has its source in God and God talks about, or the psalmist talks about remembering God. And if we do forget God and follow other gods, so I would say that's like misprioritizing. So when we follow things like wealth or power, our focus is in the wrong place. We're following the perishable, so thus we too shall perish. Does it make sense to you? It kind of makes sense to me. So our New Testament reading from James. All right, so our New Testament reading This has a lot of good stuff and it kind of ties some of our other readings together. Don't be deceived. Know that all goodness comes from God. Sound familiar? We were just talking about it a second ago, right? Um, and God is the only one who doesn't change. God is the only one who's unconditional. We have to accept a certain amount of variability and unreliability in other humans. But God is 100% reliable and faithful. Then when it says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, I don't think this is telling us to suppress our emotions. This was something I was talking about with a friend of mine recently, that patience isn't the same thing as swallowing until you explode. Um, so here I would say that, um, so here I don't think God is telling, or I don't think the writer is telling us to bottle our anger. I think it's more, be slow to the angry retaliation. Because it goes on to talk about being doers of the word and not merely hearers and to persevere. Man, all we've been talking about persevere all the time lately. But I think this goes back to acting and thinking or verbalizing. So, yeah, anger is normal, healthy emotion. I've been learning that in my life, too, that there are certain emotions that I, particularly as a woman, I think our culture raises women that, anger in women is not okay, um, have been taught that like, it's more okay for me to feel like shame or guilt than it is anger. And so sometimes I transfer the one emotion into the other. So that's been an important lesson for me. And it's been something I've been working on with my son too, to feel and process the emotions instead of just stuffing them. Sometimes you have to compartmentalize a little bit until you can get to a place in time where it's safe and appropriate to process those emotions. But just stuffing them doesn't work. So I, I don't think the message here is don't be angry. I think the message is don't react out of anger. Process the anger and then react or act rather instead of react, period. Process the anger, whatever emotion, any of them, and then act with intentionality. And that kind of ties in with what comes later to 
to take in the word and to act on it, which ties back to a bunch of our readings earlier um, in this week and last, and to persevere in doing this. Um, so all of this is about not being in the immediate, not being in the reactiveness, being patient and taking action, but steady, intentional action and enduring and with patience waiting to see the fruits. And then it's all wrapped up here with the definition of religion. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress. We could insert in there any of the poor, oppressed, or disenfranchised. And to keep oneself unstained by the world. Now this is a little problematic, to keep oneself unstained by the world. I think what that means is let's not let ourselves become so reactively wounded, back to reaction, that we are experiencing and interacting with the world, our church, God's community through that place of woundedness. I think that's what unstained by the world means. I don't think it means to... Um, to live in this world as though this world is evil and dirty and you cannot be touched by it, but to be, again, mindful and intentional about how you let your interactions in this world shape you and your responses to others. Just my personal thoughts. All right. Aha. Our gospel reading. God, teach us to pray. I'm not going to go into the Lord's Prayer today. I could, but I just don't feel moved to. That is one piece of the teaching of prayer. And the second piece that's so important here, and it might or might not be based on a proverb, lines 9 and 10, about ask and it will be given, etc. Those might have been proverbs that Jesus was referencing. But the message here is perseverance. It's not just about teaching the words of the Lord's prayer. The second piece here is persevering in prayer. Need I say more, my friends? And then the third piece about, is there anyone among you? This might also be a proverb who would give your child a snake instead of a fish. I always get hung up on this, right? Because there were totally instances in which my parents of origin, well, in, in which people in parenting roles in my life gave me the snake instead of fish. I always get hung up on that. Like, yeah, there are those among us that would do it. I think that's a distraction. Let's not get hung up on parenting fails. Everybody's got them because no parent was perfect, right? And I'm not, I'm not being dismissive, but let this, that's not what this is about. This is about God's goodness. And as my commentary says, these verses 11 through 13 are sayings that argue from lesser to greater. So the whole point is trying to expand our minds past our limited personification of God into a greater understanding of what God can do, right? So we've personified God as a parent who's like us, right? So the assumption is that we're all doing the best we can do, which I think we all are, snakes and fishes aside. God is so much greater than that. So look at our limited understanding. It's good. Let's go ahead with that supposition. It's good. It's the best we have to offer. God is even more. God is so much more. God is unimaginably more. So of course, God will give us the Holy Spirit and supernatural understanding and all kinds of um, 
power to cooperate and collaborate with him in his universal projects of healing, right? So I think that's the point there. And I'm sorry for having rushed through, but I do have to get to work this morning. Thank you all for being here with me. I love you all dearly with that agape kind of love. And thank you for being gracious to me in my imperfectness. I really appreciate it. So, Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved son that when two or three are gathered together in God's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.